This is the Syndicate Logistics Podcast. You're listening to Power Up Mondays with Will and Tim. Keeping it between the lines and moving it down the road starts right now. Hey guys, Will Lewis Murray here. Uh, back with another episode of the uh, Power Up Podcast. Uh, joined, as always, by the bodacious, the beautiful, some call him Timbo Slice, some call him Intimidator. I call him a dear friend, Tim Hutchinson. Timbo, what's up? I am here, my brother. What's happened with you, man? Oh, you know, just back for another episode of Power Up with. Uh, hey, you know, if, if we have a video or photos that, that accompany this, folks, you gotta check out <laughs> the picture of Will here. He's got this cowboy hat. Yep. He's just rocking it. I don't know what happened here, but he puts his hat on. Also, it's like his IQ just shoots to the roof. He's got these amazing freaking ideas yep. all day long. He's the man. And besides that, ladies, he looks studly, more studly than usual, let me tell you. Wow. This is his. What a compliment. He just sort of just slid right into this one here. It's like, wow. You know? Dude. I, I had always heard, like, the, you know, the what it's like, you know, the life of a cowboy. Yeah. Right? Kind of out there, the frontier, riding horses, you know, looking at the pretty women. The Wild West. Baby. The Wild West. <laughs> yeah. Know? So I was like, I saw this hat at Pilot, you know, at 14 bucks, marked down to six, and I said, I got to have it, Tim. There I got to go. have this thing. And then Chester, the producer over there, Chase Johnson. Chase, say what's up. What up? Chase calls this my thinking hat. Mm. Does anyone have this on? So I'm thinking. That's it. And honestly, yeah. I like wearing a hat. It's comfortable. Yeah, I hear you. He does a little one-finger salute. He puts the, the uh, right, the uh The finger, index finger? Yeah, the, the, the finger, the pointer finger on his right hand up to the brim. Just kind of just... Do the point. Just, just waves it out at you there. And, yeah. and it's like, you know, <laughs> ladies, you got to see a video of this. Your heart will just melt. I'm just saying. I'm telling you, I think I'm going to, you know, next thing you know, I'm going to be wearing cowboy boots. Here we go. Belt buckle. I'm just going to really just, you know, take on the persona of a cowboy life. I'm going to start riding a horse to work. <laughs> Here we go. Embrace <laughs> the lifestyle, you know? Got to fun with a little bit. But um, put a stall on the staircase. Put a what? A oh, stall? A horse stall, yeah. 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 I don't, I don't you think know, North American might not be too thrilled, but... Or we could, you know, just get like a feeding pen out in the, in the, in the, in the repair shop. <laughs> exactly. You know? Take a look after my horsey. No, Take guy. Take a trailer, ship the wheels off for <laughs> no, guys, in the driver break room, we get rid of the couch and all that extraneous junk out there. We just get it. We get a me- mechanical bowl. There we go. <laughs> We're good. Put out some stress, go ride the bowl yeah, a little exactly. bit. Exactly. What episode are we on? Is this 31? Yes, sir. All right. Episode 31 of the Power Up Podcast. Uh, coming to you from the flagship, as always, in Evergrove Heights. Um, this week's topic is mine. Here we go. I'm excited. He's going to lay it on me, folks. Like always, uh, Timbo does not know the topic. Not a clue. Um, but what we're going to do this week on the Power Up Podcast from the flagship for Syndicate Logistics are logging tips and strategies brought wow. to you by Timbo Slice. Wow. <coughs> I tell you oh what. Oh my goodness. I'm choking out something over here. We're going to get him into here. We're going to, you know, if we have people listening that are drivers, owner operators, yep. y'all are going to learn something today. Mm-hmm. We're going to we're have some impact. Talk about some best practices, logging, how to be most productive. Okay. You know, talk how to do uh, properly do an A2 split. There we go. Talk about personal conveyance. There we go. Anything, Timbo, that your years of tearing up the road taught you about logging um, and just ways to maybe give guys some pointers to be more productive, get more miles, you know, make some more money that they can take home to their families, just have that positive impact. So that's, that's the goal for today. 
You know, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't know a darn thing about logging, so I'm out of here. <laughs> Perfect. Cheers on you. Have fun with your cowboy hat, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay, yeah. yeah hey, great topic. Especially now, especially now that we've come up with ELDs. Now, back in the day, my number one tip for the drivers would have been, hey, whatever you do, if you get stopped by an officer, be sure you pull out the right logbook, okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? Grab the right logbook, because if you get the other one, well, you know, you're, you're in trouble. Yeah. You know? Well. I mean, it, we all know what happened. We, we all know that running double logbooks happened back in the day. Mm -hmm. it, it's just what it is. It just, it just happened. It's how people made, made money. It's how, you know, it's how America moved. Really is what it is. Now we have these ELDs. I think you can tell from the uh, you know, previous podcast, I've been listening for a while. I'm not a huge fan of them, right. but they're here and they're here to stay. Um, we have to learn to live with them and, and work within the confines of them. But I will say that, you know, something similar to the ELD has been used over in uh, Europe since I think like 1969. Okay. I believe they call it a tachograph. Gotcha. I yeah, yeah, I mean they've been a long time. Well, how's that? When they first adopted the the precursor to our ELD, yeah, there's some turmoil in the in the, in the industry. Sure. Yeah, but one thing nice that came out of it was that shippers and receivers got uh, became more highly aware of the time restraints yeah. of the of the of the drivers. So if a driver pulled into your yard, you didn't leave him sit there for three freaking hours because if he was out of time or if he's close to getting out of time, there were times that they would just leave the yard with their load and say, I'm not sitting here all night. Yeah. I'm going somewhere else. Maybe I'm coming back tomorrow. So I got down the shippers and receivers were starting to be inconvenienced a little bit. Yeah. And they went, whoa, we got to up our game too. We need to work with these drivers instead of just kicking them around. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, enough time hasn't passed to, to be seen, but yeah, I think with ELDs, it's going to create a, a whole different level of accountability to shippers and receivers, right? You can't right. burn a guy for 12 hours. You have to, if we as a trucking company and the carriers are investing the time and money into upgrading our technology mm -hmm. so we can operate at a high level, I expect shippers and receivers to do the same, right? right? If you need to invest in scheduling programs, do that. Don't right. set an appointment for, for me at noon without with, with product not even being there. Or in, and not having my guy out until 8 p.m. If that was the case, set my appointment at 8 p.m. Right, exactly. You know? So I, I agree. It's going to really drive, and I think it's going to the, the leverage is, is going to the push gonna come from a higher level because mm -hmm. as price of goods get more on the shelf, mm -hmm. obviously the consumers are going to you know complain about that. But I think they are going to be you know held accountable, put their feet to the fire a little bit, which ultimately, hopefully, improves the industry as a whole. Right, right now we have better practices from our shippers, receivers, and overall everything's better. But you know, like I said, not enough data yet to be seen, but you know, that's the hope. Yeah, this is definitely the hope. You know, um, so if I had to walk through a, a typical day in an ELD, for example, uh, usually when I say, you know, first, first, first of all, you're going to be off duty. Um, now there are some ELDs that they want you to log off at the end of every ship and some you can stay logged on. You just have to make sure that, that you select, you know, off duty. Um, for me, what I'm going to do is, and this is one of, one of our tricks, I'm, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag here a little bit. Now, when that being this is that with, with the ELDs, when they're plugged into your ECM, it's amazing the amount of data you can pull off of that. It's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. We have had uh, some drivers where we contacted them, and we have said, and we said, hey, you know what? Um, how'd your uh, pre-trip go this morning? They're like going, oh yeah, my pre-trip went really good. You go, really? 
because I'm looking here and it uh, it shows your driver's driver door didn't even open up. Yeah. You know, the interior light never went on. Yep. Did you crawl through a window? <laughs> you know, what's that about? So, yeah. you know, hey, I tell you what, the ELD is kind of hard to cheat. Besides that, you should be doing your pre-trip anyway. So what I, what I would do is, is I would get up, I would, I you know, when I'm ready to go, yep. I'm going to, I'm going to log on to the ELD. At least I'm gonna be on duty at least 15 minutes. At least 15 minutes. I'm really going out to do a pre-trip, by the way. You know, I I am going out to do a legit pre-trip um, because I, I'm I'm safety-minded. Yeah. All I right. Agree. Yep. So, so you do your pre-trip. You come back. You you come back in, and then you you know, and, and you drive. A lot of times the ELDs they will just um, you know they, they'll just kick on duty anyway for yeah. for you for you automatically. Now, one thing that I that I did was this back when I was out driving, um, I would I, I kind of you know, sometimes I ran a route and I knew the route well enough that I knew where I was going to end up the night before. And where I wanted to be was I wanted that trailer bumped up against the dock I was going to be delivering to. That's where I wanted to shut down at. Okay, yep. so I go ahead and I would I would do that. I would shut down, you know, up against the dock. And the reason why is this. Because if they start unloading me at 5 a.m. and I'm not done till 7 a.m., guess when I'm going on duty? 7 a.m. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just saved two hours right there. 100%. Yeah, I mean, you know, you gotta you gotta save and, and be conservative with, with your time like that. Tip number one. Tip, Tip number one. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Be some. Be you know, if you can be at your drop, be at your drop. I like that. Actually, bump that dock and shut down for the night. Uh, another thing that I that I like to do was I, I I've never been really a big fan of the truck stops because truck stops tend to you know you you go into a truck stop and there's just so much jockeying around at later in the day to get into a spot and now the ELDs it seems to be just a, a really a, a big shortage of, of uh, parking spots, spots yeah. out there it's just yep. what a crunch it's just crazy and 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 I I feel bad for anybody that's out there deal, dealing with that so I always found alternative places to park and what that did was that allowed me you know, more time to drive. Because if you're in your truck, you're sitting in a, in a, in a truck stop, you wait for two trucks ahead of you back into a spot, you gotta go up, you gotta get back in, another 10, 15 minutes there, whatever it looks like that you're on duty, and technically you're driving, yep. okay? So for me, I like I like shopping malls. Okay. I like shopping malls, like Walmarts, big department stores. I like I like dirt roads that have, that have turn out, turnarounds that I have scoped out in sure. advance already. You know, and in those cases, I can drive. I can drive until I've got like maybe five minutes left on the on the clock. Pulling the shutdown, I'm good to go. Gotcha. So uh, now I've maximized my time. So tip number two. Tip number two. Find alternative parking places. Exactly. Help you save time. Okay. Find alternative parking spots. Okay. Tip number three. Um, if you, when you're out when you're out there driving, <clears throat> and if you if you end up, let's say, in an area of road construction, high traffic, or whatever, learn how to use your GPS to give you an alternative road. Okay? Say, so, you know what? I've got, like, for example, when I come in here today, doing some road construction out there, I knew about it, two lanes going into one, and looking ahead and going, ain't that bad. I had another route that I could have taken, but I'm saying, I'm guesstimating this is going to slow me down by like three minutes. I'm not taking an alternate route for three minutes. Right. I'm not taking an alternate route for anything less than 10 minutes. If I know this 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 uh, drive, the, the direction I'm going in is FUBAR, you know, 10 minutes or more, yeah. I'm going after a different route. I'm that's getting out there freeway. I'm figuring something out. I'm just going to go. And that's where it helps, you know, to have a GPS that you can just tap on it and tell yeah. it alternate route. Yep. 
and just get around and just go. So tip number three, you know, le really leveraging technology for your routes. Because yeah, yeah I agree. I mean, the, the days of, of just working off the map are kind of, they're dead and gone because it's like, why not use the technology? If it's gonna tell you that there's a traffic jam coming up and it's gonna automatically reroute you, hell, I mean, you might save, I mean, hours sometimes. I remember, right. and again, this is on a, 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 a personal vehicle side, but uh, Waze, uh, was a startup app that was purchased by Google Maps, but it was just it was sharing of data. So if you had the app on your phone, it could tell how fast your car was going, right? right. So they have hundreds of thousands of people in really uh, dense areas like LA, and it could see based on how fa fast the, the, the phone was moving, what road it went on was on. There's an algorithm that would just tell you where to, which way to go. And sometimes right. you'd be on like you know residential streets, but I'll never forget my first time using it in LA. It, it all of a sudden it, it, it said alternate route and it said that it was going to save me like 50 minutes and I'm like how? It routes me through these neighborhoods and suddenly it pops me right back on the same freeway and I look in the rearview mirror as I'm coming onto the freeway from the on-ramp and I can see police lights all the way across the interstate <laughs> shut completely down Wow! because there's a huge accident and it dropped me just right past that back wow. on the interstate. So I mean there's so much technology out there now that man it can really really help you from a route standpoint to not get hung up in those huge traffic jams. You know, obviously in a big truck, it's a little bit tough, more tough, but I think at the same time though, there are alternatives and it's smart to use that technology. Exactly, yeah, 100%. Uh, another thing that I wanna point, uh, that I wanna help you guys out with uh, is this is on your ELD, always verify your duty status. Mm -hmm. Always, 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 always make sure it's kicking in, a, in you in a drive mode, making sure that when you stop, it, you are in, the on-duty, not driving yep. mode. We have we have had problems with this. Make sure that when you shut down for the night, and let's talk about shutting down for the night here. Uh, let's make sure that that you are uh, literally off-duty, mm -hmm. because I think one of the most common problems we have is where drivers will shut down wherever they're at for the night, and it's and it keeps them on-duty, not driving. Yeah. They wake up and, and they get up the next morning and go, "Hey, I got no time left. What's going on?" And, and 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 invariably they always go this stupid ELD <laughs> and what I want to go is no listen dumb dumb you didn't switch it into off duty okay right you, you got to you got to do that you make so always verify yep. you know what mode you're in don't don't trust these ELDs to do anything automatically yeah I call I call them ELD, the ELD ghosts yes. sometimes you know you'll think you're in one status and actually you're in another so yeah it's important right. to make sure you're verifying because that will happen sometimes and I can't believe this. Is that a say like you said, Tim? Someone's going off duty for the night, and it, say they go off at like 7 p.m., but they're actually they're they're still on on duty, not driving. Carries all the way into the next morning. They don't even notice this. They just keep going on with their logbook, and then eventually it gets to the point where they're like, "Hey, I should have hours. I have none. Why? You know, they didn't even notice that that's a 12 hour span of on duty, not driving. Exactly. So yeah, it's it's good to you know exactly. always be verifying your your duty status. Exactly. So no, another thing that I want to talk to you about is this: is that you know you'll see you'll see some guys, you know, they, they will put themselves into the, like the sleeper berth. And then next thing you know, they're inside the truck stop, buying a pop, watching a movie in the trucker lounge, doing whatever. And 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 if you think that, that the state patrol is gonna come by and just do randoms at truck stops, you're fooling yourself. They really do. And they especially like to catch the guys when they're out of their truck. Mm -hmm. So hey, let's, let's take a walk back over here. They go back to ELD and find out that, that you're in a sleeper berth well, you're really not. Right. So what I used to do is this, when I pull into a truck stop, and I did this even back when I had a log book, I just mm -hmm. wanted to make darn sure. I get into where I'm gonna shut down for the night, I went I went uh, uh, off duty, mm -hmm. 
okay? I just I just go off duty, you know, grab something to eat or whatever to do, use the restroom, whatever. And when I get back in the truck, I would drop a line down into a sleeper berth, sure. get back in the sleeper berth and stay there. Because I have, even even at uh, a shopping mall, I've had a tap on the window, yeah. bang, 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 what are you, what are you doing? Um, you know, I'm, I'm shut down for the night. Let me see your logbook. Yeah. I'm in a sleeper berth. There you go. So Tim, tell me this: If you weren't, say you did what you just said, you, you got you're under a load still, right? You get to a truck stop, uh, you go off duty, you go inside, get some food, come back for the night, and you but you do not go down to sleeper berth. You remain in off duty, and that officer taps on that window. Are you in trouble there? You are in violation, absolutely. Gotcha. If you're in a sleeper berth, you need to register it as being in a sleeper berth. If you're away from the truck, you need to be off duty. Mm-hmm. The exception there is if you're delivering a load, then you are technically on duty because you're doing something related, work-related. Right. Yeah. So if gotcha. I stop my truck, I go and talk to a shipper receiver, I'm on duty at that point in time. It's work-related. Sure. Yeah. Would there be any, is there any benefit, or does it not really matter while doing your 10-hour break if... I guess, would there, is there any like benefit to actually just keeping it off duty versus actually being what you're supposed to be in, in which is sleeper birth? Is there any benefit to you? No, there's no it? benefit at all because yeah. the, because you can use Both lines, di- yeah, you can use off duty and sleeper yeah. birth interchangeably during your 10 hour break. Sure. What I what I see happen here is that another thing that guys will do, guys and gals, what they'll do is that okay, they're in their sleeper birth or they're they're off duty doing doing the the 10 hour break. And they'll move the truck. <laughs> they'll move the truck like a hundred feet, yeah. for example. And they will ha- and it will kick him into uh, on-duty driving for like thirteen, literally thirteen seconds. So for thirteen seconds. And guess what happens? Your your ten-hour break now starts as soon as you shut the truck down. You go back into off-duty. You get to start it all over again. And we had a driver here who was like eight, almost nine hours into a ten-hour break under a load on a schedule, move the truck, 13 seconds, and that, and that did not count. Now here's the thing though, had they planned it out properly, had they planned it out properly, and here's that word, plan, (laughs) plan, plan it out properly, they would have been okay, because what they could have done was this. For that 13 seconds, they could have been and personal conveyance. Mm-hmm. Personal conveyance is off-duty driving time. Yeah, absolutely. Now, technically, legally, if you're under a load, you can't PC under a load. Could you call it a yard move by any chance? You could call it it. Well, you could do that, but but I wouldn't. Okay. I, I would still I'd still use the PC. It was me personally. Yeah. I'm still gonna call it PC because that that's all. That's all, all off-duty time. What would be, I guess, for a listener, what would be the, the reason why you wouldn't want to do the yard move? Okay, yeah, yard move, because a yard move is, is on-duty, not driving. Gotcha. Because you're on-duty, but it really doesn't count as driving because you're not out on the public roadway. Exactly. You're at a yard somewhere, just moving a trailer around, so it's not going to count against your drive time. Yep, and with personal conveyance, you're, you're what? You're off-duty. Exactly. You're Perfect. absolutely off-duty on personal conveyance. If it was me, I'm under a load. I gotta move my truck. Let's say, let's say I'm at a shipper receiver. They go, hey, you know, I, I go to off duty in my sleeper berth. They come out and go, excuse me, sir, your truck's kind of blocking this. We gotta get somebody in here. Can you move your truck? Yep. I'm gonna say, absolutely, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll cooperate. Sure. Yeah. So I come out of the sleeper berth, and and if I just start the truck up and drive it, it kicks me into drive mode at at five miles an hour. I'm into the uh, on duty driving. My ten hour break is screwed. Right. I'm going to fudge a little bit here, and I'm just going to put myself into PC, even if I'm under a load, because really, I'm not going on, on 
right. onto a public roadway. Yep. I'm moving my truck 100 feet forward yeah. to be courteous to the shipper receiver, to my fellow drivers. And, yep. You know, okay, you know, little little wiggle room there. Yeah, I think you know, even with, you know, I think we need people need to realize and remember that even though they are ELDs and they're electronic, I mean, there's still times when just rational thought needs to overrule and play right. out like that. Where you know, I think more times than not, a, a DOT officer, if you explained it like that, it would make sense to them. Exactly. Um, well, on the topic of personal conveyance, Timbo, which if, if anything. ELDs has made personal conveyance like a forefront issue. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. that, that gray area. I guess where you know with with PC, what are some best practices that you know you like to see or use? Um, and you know, just kind of talk on PC a little bit. Okay, PC here. Uh, PC personal conveyance uh, counts as off duty. You know, off duty and therefore not driving time. Mm-hmm. Um, so. At Syndicate Logistics, our policy is this is that in a 24-hour period, you can um, you can drive, you can PC up to 25 miles. Yep. So you got 25 miles there in, in a 24-hour period. Um, and you can bobtail in PC, you can be you can be pulling a trailer that's empty. Empty. But you cannot be on you cannot be under a load right. and PC. And also here at Syndicate Logistics. If you are under a load, you may not drop that load to PC. And the reason is because we want that trailer being watched and observed. I yep. mean, you know, part of our responsibility as drivers out there is load security. Yep. I'm not going to leave a load somewhere. I don't care if it's got, if it has a seal on it or not. Come on, seriously, seals? Uh, you grab with <laughs> one finger, you pull it, pops. Right. Oh, no, we better not steal anything out of this trailer. There's, there's a piece of plastic on the back. <laughs> I mean... Really? Come on now. Or or else or else you're gone and somebody comes along and says, Hey, that trailer's sealed. Bob, get your tractor under there. Exactly. We got we got us a full load. We know something's in there, yeah. Yeah, score. I mean, we're going, <laughs> yeah. So don't don't do that. Uh, we have had There's a new rule that came out recently, right? Yeah, there is a new yeah. rule out, and and the rule is that and I, I was gonna I was gonna get to that. You know, we've had drivers who have been at at the shipper receiver and they start calling stuff going my 14-hour clock is almost up. What am I going to do? Am I supposed to refuse to move? And I said, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go into, and, and don't tell us when it's five minutes left. It's <laughs> kind of hard to get anything done in five minutes, guys, okay? So let us know about a half hour ahead of time. And what I used to do is, as I call up the ship receiver and say, here's the situation. In another 30 minutes, that truck's not moving for 10 hours. If that's really dock, it's sitting there. And we had this situation happen. There's a lot of back and forth, but the truck's not moving. It's illegal. So the compromise that came up was we had a police officer come out and actually write out a report and state it was okay to move that truck. Okay. Gotcha. Then we've got we have documentation from the law enforcement authorities that says we can move that truck. We can move that truck. Now, uh, finally, DOT came along and went. You know what? This is getting kind of stupid. So what we'll do do now is if you're under a load or, or you're you're at you know you're at a shipper, you're at a receiver. They keep you past your 14 hours. You can PC. You can be off duty. PC over to the first safe yep. haven yep. it doesn't mean you can drive by three truck stops and <laughs> and, a, and a couple of resters to get to your buddy's place because he's got cold beer in the fridge you kind of can't do that guys i mean you got the first safe haven and they'll check and they will check and they will check they'll go like you know uh the first safe haven was 20 miles back and yep. what are you doing over here well they got better burgers it doesn't matter you gotta go down there so right. So we have though when it comes to come down to PC, go go ahead and do that. I have in the past had a driver, not here, but I had a driver who thought that you know PC was just free miles, like, <laughs> like, like free money, and so he would drive overnight on PC, 
and and the next morning uh you know he'd be like 200 miles away and you're kind of going well, how did you get there what and he you know anyway long story short he he left the company soon after that because yeah. we said you, you can't do it because that that comes down to falsification of your log Absolutely. And, and 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 let's talk about that real quick here if you falsify your log that is huge the number one reason why the dot comes in and audits companies is because of falsification of logs yep. that's the number one reason they say oh, oh it's because of accidents because of, no uh, no it's not you know they if you have a fatality dot is coming to your company automatically they have to right. but but if during roadside inspections the officers detect that there is log falsification yep. that's an immediate red flag you're going to get audited for that and it's just going to happen so uh, in fact, we have a pro progressive dis disciplinary policy here, and, and we have three levels for, for everything, you know, for passing family roadside inspections, for, for maintenance, for just a, a lot of different, you know, getting a ticket, uh, three levels of everything except log falsification. Log falsification, there are two levels. The first level, you're going to get your hands slapped, and you're going to get and you're going to go through retraining, and you're getting, you know, written right up, up yeah. and everything is going to be kind of a big deal. The second time, you're gone. He gone. You're gone. It's yeah. yeah. You have to be. It's, it's, so take this stuff seriously. You know, I I say this. If you end up in a situation out there where where you're like, man, if I got pulled over, I'd be screwed. And you're tempted to lie on your log. Don't. Don't. Just be honest about it. And if yeah. you get pulled over, you tell the officer, hey, this is exactly what happened. Yeah. A lot of times, a lot of times you'll find where they go, okay, look, here's the. All right, I'm gonna give you a warning this time and. You know, all, all, you know, whatever they're going to do, a lot of times it won't result in a ticket. But if they catch you falsifying your log, you're going to get bitch smacked harder <laughs> than you ever thought you would be. Absolutely. That's one of the, that's a tip number six for me then would be, you know, with personal conveyance and how, how new it, it isn't necessarily a new regulation, but it's, it's being used in a, in a way that officers are having to look for it. Um, I would say know the regulation, you know, and this, right. this comes from speaking with, Highway State Patrol people, safety people, is that in one state, a a, a trooper or a, uh, a person working at a skill house, their understanding of the PC rules may differ greatly from mm -hmm. the guy in the next state, mm -hmm. right? So the better educated you are as a driver to explain, and maybe if you're being told it's a certain way and you're like, no, 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 it's not that way, it's this way, I think you can save yourself a lot of time and a lot of harm by just knowing the regulations because shit, you might come across a guy who just doesn't necessarily know it. Right, 100%, you know? 100%. And because there's a lot of gray and wiggle room where it's not clearly defined. So my tip would be to really know that regulation around PC. Yeah. Don't abuse it, use it smartly, um, but know the reg you know, inside and out. Right, 100%, and you know what, and, and here again, if you're gonna talk to an officer of the law about, you know, about the, the PC rule, rule and you know you're right and you think he's kind of an idiot don't don't tell him that you're, you're gonna get a ticket <laughs> use the use the feel felt found method okay. feel felt here we found. go he's grinning i know he's, he's got something <laughs> good oh this is true yeah you look at him you go hey i know how you feel i felt the same way when i first heard about it but i but i just i just reading on it and here's what i found out boom feel felt found i know how you feel i felt the same way man feel, i read felt, the regulation found. and here's what i found
Timbo, See? that's brilliant, baby. See, because what it does, you know, what it does is it, it kind of takes the edge off it. Instead of going, listen, you're a dumbass. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, you're probably going to have like handcuffs or something for being aggressive. Yep. You know, at very least, you're getting a, t- a ticket. But just be, be reasonable. Hey, I know how you feel. I felt the same way. You know, when I went and read the regulation, here's what I found. And it says, and they're like, oh, wow. Hey, let's check that out. Yeah. Boom. Feel felt found. Feel felt found. Look at that. That's my, that's my big takeaway <laughs> from this thing. I, I love did, it, man. I did. I use that with my kids. I great. honestly do. I use it with my kids. Yeah, it's a good way to go. I, I, I did that with my wife one time. She goes, shop and get back to the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tim. Well, last, last topic. And this is, uh, we'll, we'll see how well we can, we can get through it without having, I guess, a, a hard document in front of ourselves or the, or the listeners. But... I want to talk A2 splits, Okay. right? You know, there may be drivers listening that don't even know what the hell an A2 split is. Um, right. So I kind of want you to talk about kind of what it is in general. Okay. And maybe like, when are the, when's the best time to use an A2 split? And, and how do you execute it? Because honestly, there's going to be times where I know for a fact that a driver can be in a certain situation, they're running out of their log, they're running out of time, hours, but they can do it an A2 and still get the job done, serve as a customer, and, and be legal. So you want to talk about what it is? Best time to do it and how to actually execute it. Wow, here we go. This is a this is kind of a, a deep topic here. So, I, know, man. I mean, we could almost do a whole podcast on this completely, but basically, maybe we will. Maybe we will. Uh, uh, a two split. Here's here's a, here's a, the breakdown on it. If you're running out of time, this is all about you know I'm running out of time. Mm-hmm. I need more time. I can't take a whole ten hour break. What am I going to do about it? <laughs> what you're going to do is you're going to take an eight hour you're going to do eight hours in the sleeper berth it has to be in the sleeper berth it cannot be off duty note that guys in the sleeper berth in the sleeper berth not inside the truck stop not fueling your truck which should be on duty anyway on on duty not driving uh you are in the sleeper berth now when you come out of the sleeper berth what happens is that you get some of your you get some of your time back, but it's not the full. But it's not the full break, okay? Mm-hmm. And really, without this is something that's best explained on a video. Yeah. But but really, you know, you get some of your time back, and then within that allotted amount of time, you get to take your extra two hours, okay? Gotcha. So from the time, so you come out of the, you come out after the eight hour break, okay? Your time starts over minus what you already used. Got it. So you have now you have that that time available again, and in that amount of time you have to take your your other two hour break. Got it. You know. So when would I take something like this? Uh, I only did an A two split only when I was on a timed run. I had an absolute deadline. Got I, it. I had to meet. It was not movable. I was up against the wall. I had to do this. Gotcha. Okay. Now, this is this is different than than like running teams, for example. When you run teams, you know you think, oh well, you know you have, you know there's a 24 hour day. You can each drive 11 hours. There's two hours just sitting around. You go, well, no, you don't do that. What you do is each driver runs 10 hours. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you run each driver is on driving for 10 hours while the other person's off for 10 hours, now they're ready to drive again. So you can drive 24 hours a day. Right. Okay, they don't have to worry about the A2 split. Yeah. It's us, it's the solo guys that are, yep. that are out doing that. So again, it, it is really, maybe what we'll do is we'll just, we'll do a video, I'll get in front of a whiteboard and say yeah. this is exactly how you do the split. Because here's the thing, 
if you do it wrong, if you do it wrong, you will screw up your log for a couple of days. Yeah. For several days, you're kind of hosed. Yeah. And so, we have, I think we, yeah, we'll definitely, we'll do a video where, so Tim can explain, you guys can see it. I think more than anything though, I just kind of wanted to lay that seat out there that if you are sitting there and you're up against the wall, you know, the A2 split is something you can utilize to, right. to, to come off your 10 hour break two hours earlier get that delivery off and then get the extra two hours for your time. Absolutely. Um, you know, and you can always look into it too, Google it. But yeah, that's a good point, Timbo. I think you did a good job with, with kind of the medium we're on <laughs> being radio um, to kind of explain it. But we'll do a video to help. Um, I guess the last question I would have on it, Tim, is with an A2, am I limited to how often I do it? Can I do it every Can I do it every single day if I wanted to? Is you, there... do, you can do it as often as you want, gotcha. as long as you have hours available for the week. Roger that. You know, if you're out this... If you're on the six day seventy hour, the or the uh, eight day seventy hour, what whatever whatever it is that that you use, um, you know you can you, know, you can do the A two split all, all you want. Awesome. And, and on that point there, uh, if you're on a, a six day seventy hour cycle or eight day seventy hour cycle, you want to stay on that. If you flip flop back and forth, yep. the red flags are going to go up all over the place. Don't. Don't do that. Boom. That's our last tip. Timo, say that one more time, that, that last tip there. The, the last tip here is that whatever duty cycle you are on, stay on that duty yep. cycle. Be consistent on that because if you flip-flop back and forth week, week to week, red flags will go up. In Absolutely. other words, so if you go in, you get you get pulled in for a roadside inspection, you know, they want to see your, your, your book or your ELD or whatever, and, and they're going through and they're going, wait a minute, something's not jiving. This will pop up a, a red flag as, as as possible or 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 attempted yep. falsification of log, and then it goes beyond you to where the DOT can come in and audit the company. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So stay definitely on your duty cycle. Stay on your duty cycle. Well, I mean, we Timbo, I think you gave him about ten beautiful tips. Thank you, sir. That I think you know the any guys or gals listening that are drivers, owner operators listening. You know that you can put into effect right away you know Absolutely. and some things are behavioral some, some things are around just planning some things are around strategy so um timbo i appreciate your expertise yes sir and we'll Anything uh, i can do to help out we'll uh we'll, we'll kind of on another podcast maybe give you guys a heads up but we're going to do that video on how to best execute an a2 split absolutely um but from myself um at syndicate logistics timbo slice the main man we end with three words guys yes sir we do just win, win baby, baby. This is the Syndicate Logistics Podcast. You're listening to Power Up Mondays with Will and Tim. Keeping it between the lines and moving it down the road starts right now.